Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, welcome to Q&A. So glad to have you with us this morning. So want to encourage you. If you have a question from the sermon this morning, this is your opportunity to have that answered. So would you text that in? We'll have a number on the bottom of the screen. You can send that in, and Doug would have the privilege of answering those questions for you. And we already have questions. We had some Imagine came in that. starting Thursday night. Uh-huh. Forgiveness is always a challenging, yeah. challenging topic. Yeah. I, I, we will do our best to always use the grid. The, the filter, that's what I mm-hmm. said. You have all these things come in, and it runs through this question. How have I been forgiven? Okay, when it runs through that, then what What ought to come out is that's how to forgive. So we'll do our best. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the first question here, uh, actually, self-forgiveness. What does the Bible say about forgiving yourself? Uh, I don't know that I have anything in my own uh, understanding of where the scripture talks about forgiving myself. Uh, I think I'm forgiven by God. Mm -hmm. So if forgiving myself is another way of saying accepting that God has truly forgiven me and I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to try to make myself pay for what Christ has paid. Uh, then I would say, don't describe it as forgiving yourself. Describe it as fully receiving the forgiveness of God for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there's a, a forget. I could be wrong, but I don't have a Bible verse that talks about forgiving myself, just about how God has forgiven me, and therefore I forgive others. Well, as we you talked about, the Lord remembers no more. Mm. There's freedom in that that we can rest in, right? Where He's not constantly putting that before us. So right. it's not necessarily forgiveness, but there is self-forgiveness. But it is the freedom knowing this has been taken care of. Right. That's what I say. It's not. Don't think. Uh, I'm forgiving myself, think I'm accepting God's forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. I do think I do think there's built into each of our hearts this idea that we have to do some sort of penance. We have to we have to pay, pay in some it. way. We're, even if that's a, like we feel we feel this need, even though I know I've been forgiven, I can't be joyful yet because that would seem to be minimizing my sin. So I need to stay in this sorrow and this sadness. I'm not allowed to rejoice in my salvation. Uh, so, or sometimes we go, well, I can't receive a good gift from God, or I can't believe that He would give me a good gift because then it's it's kind of making ourselves pay. So again, if that's what the thought is in self forgiveness, that's not self forgiveness. That's believing in God's forgiveness for self fully. Right. Um, question: How do we enact forgiveness at the risk of enabling habitual or unrepentant sin? Yeah, this is a this is a huge question. Um, there are, 
there is a godly sorrow that brings forth a repentance, and there are fruits of repentance. So uh, I can, okay, it always helps me to think of specific Mm. examples. So the question is, let me make sure I've captured it correctly. The question is, someone is habitually sinning against me? Is that it? Uh, it doesn't specifically say that. It just says, how do we enact forgiveness at the risk of enabling, so likely, habitual or unrepentant sin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so a child or a, a teen continues to uh, disobey, because sneak out at night, 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 you know, how I forgive you, I forgive you. Uh, How do you forgive there? But there are consequences. In other words, this is what I was trying to get at on number six. That because there's forgiveness does not mean that there aren't consequences. So uh, I can forgive. Um, I can forgive my kid. I'll make it in, into a real life situation in our family. I can forgive my son when he comes in after curfew. Uh, but he still has a earlier curfew the next time. It doesn't mean I didn't forgive him. Right. So this idea that forgive is brings forgiveness brings no consequences, it, I think is a false idea. The the forgiveness of the Lord is our example. That doesn't mean that there's not a discipline of the Lord. There is a discipline of the Lord that is in agreement with the forgiveness of the Lord. So uh, if the idea is if I can't, if I forgive, therefore there are no consequences and a lack of consequences is going to uh, reinforce sinful behaviors, that's not an accurate view of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So question here. Uh, more of a specific situation, but how do you handle if your daughter will not accept your forgiveness? It sounds like they've done a lot of different things to try to reach out. So do you start to question if they have accepted Christ and God's forgiveness? And if you forgave her, should she forgive us? Uh, there's a, let me try to unpack. There's a sure, number of yeah. questions there. Um <clears throat> Well, read the first one again. Sure. How do you handle if your daughter will not accept your forgiveness? You could place probably yeah. any other relationship in that role. Yes. Uh, how do you handle if, well, uh, again, I'm not trying to be stupid here or obnoxious. Forgive as we've been forgiven. How does God handle well, the fact that I didn't accept his forgiveness for years? There's uh, patience, there's mercy, there's kindness. Once I am a child of God and uh, I refuse, then there's discipline. So how does the Lord respond, I think, is part of how we respond. We cannot make somebody—the Lord could have made us— 
<laughs> accept his forgiveness. Hmm. But he didn't make it didn't, that way. It's a choice. Yeah. So there's a, he offers forgiveness, and those who receive it get to live in it. So that heart of forgiveness is that you, you've you offered it to them. You can't make them receive it. Mm-hmm. You don't take it back off the table right? because they haven't received it because then forgiveness was not a gift. It was a tool to manipulate. Or to, so if you're tempted to take it back off the table, that would be a, a refining work of God in your own heart that maybe you weren't offering a gift. Maybe you were... Uh, trying to control or manipulate, and maybe your daughter felt that. I'm not accusing here or making, uh, assuming that's what was happening here. I'm just saying that if, and I could see this in my own heart, if I'm offering something, but then when it doesn't work, I'm tempted to remove it. Well, then it reveals a little bit of what I was actually Seems offering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then there was a second question. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, let's see. Um, if God forgave her, should she forgive us? If God, okay. In other words, the, in the, the middle question there was, is it possible she hasn't received? Oh, yes. Is mm-hmm. it possible she hasn't received? Yes. Uh, sure, that's possible, but let's not, let's not make uh, people into computer programs mm. that mm-hmm. uh, because I've been forgiven – has not meant that I've immediately forgiven everybody just as I've been forgiven. There's been a growing in that process. So uh, let's give some grace and mercy for people to grow and not automatically assume that because they didn't do exactly what the Bible says, they must not be a Christian. Because I can go look in the mirror and go, I have many times not done exactly what the Bible says, and and I'm certain that the Spirit of God has been poured into my heart. So anytime we get the potential to get really judgmental on others, we have to look at the core and go, is that not, uh, that could be very easily me. So I wouldn't automatically conclude that she's not a Christian by this idea that, well, if she should, if she is a Christian, shouldn't she, does it say accept our forgiveness or forgive me? Should she ex- uh, forgive? Should, should she forgive? Are you sure? Double I checking. I know. You're like, stop asking me this. Um, should she forgive us? Should she forgive us? Yes. Sure, she should. I, I, I mean, how could I not say that? Yes, mm-hmm. she, she should. Uh, she might be in that growing process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is <laughs> this is where lots of grace and patience, not sacrificing truth, but grace and patience, as God has shown us that we show to others in this process of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone also sent in a question. They really resonated with the story from your friend from Pennsylvania and said that it was reminded them of a time when they unintentionally hurt someone close to them. They said, there was no intentional act of sin on my part, but that person was still negatively impacted. I offered an apology for my negligence, but did not ask for forgiveness. Was I wrong in that regard? Um. I don't know that there's an absolute yes or no on that one. I don't say that – I wouldn't say that you were wrong um, because it doesn't sound like that you were intentional on how you hurt them and then you weren't intentionally shrinking back mm-hmm. then in your apology. If you believe that as your own 
maturity and your own development is now at a place of, I should have not just, uh, I should have actually asked them to for forgiveness for that. I don't think that would be, I don't think it would be wrong to do that now, but I'm not sure that because it wasn't done intentionally before that it was wrong before. That's mm. kind of, was that clear? Mm-hmm. Just because just because it may be wrong now because of the way the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction potentially in your heart doesn't mean that it was wrong before. You, you didn't thought about it before. And so I think if I would, if you were to re-cultivate that issue, I think I would say, hey, uh, as I've been considering how I hurt you unintentionally, uh, it didn't occur to me before to apologize because it had been unintentional. But I would like to seek your forgiveness if in any way uh, that uh, you feel like I've sinned against you. Mm. It wouldn't be it'd be a good thing to do, but I, I would stop short of saying it was wrong before. Mm-hmm. Had someone share a story that a family member of theirs um, had been kidnapped uh, by someone and then left for dead. Yeah. They said they went to the man 20 years later and shared yeah. Jesus and forgave the man. Yeah. Yeah, I know that story. It's a fantastic story of That's a boy incredible. being kidnapped down in the Keys, left for dead. Uh, he didn't die, and uh, the man went to prison, and uh, the gentleman, as an adult, went to the man who had sought to mm. kill him and basically sh- not basically, shared the gospel with him and... Uh, uh, declared that as God had forgiven him, he forgave him. So a really, really powerful story. Powerful. And demonstrating what I sought to demonstrate that we don't, we don't have to wait for someone to seek forgiveness to yeah. offer forgiveness. And that doesn't mean we even necessarily do verbally offer, but my heart my my heart has already released them, so otherwise I'm going to be stuck in bitterness, and and that's why I wanted us to sing at the end. Our chains are gone. That when we forgive as we've been forgiven, these chains are gone, and these chains are gone as well for us. Our hearts free. So powerful. Yeah. So grateful for the Lord's forgiveness. And if we can pray for you this week yes. or walk, this can be very, very hard. And we realize that, um, that the act of forgiveness, we'd love to come alongside you. So do let us know if we can do that. And we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.